Well, it's July, and what that means here in the Commonwealth of Virginia is that we have new laws coming into effect. What actually went into effect? What laws do we have to make sure that we know about? It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Cavill, and you're joining us for our annual review of new laws that come into effect after the legislative series. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Clavel. We're so happy that you're joining us on this beautiful 4th of July Eve and 4th of July weekend. We know many of you are out on vacation enjoying this time that we have to celebrate the independence of our country. Uh, we want to make sure that you're being safe. Make sure that you're adhering to the laws that are that are out there as we talk about the new laws that come into effect that you should know about as well. Not only that, but we also want to make sure that uh, you are, again, enjoying yourselves, enjoying family and enjoying this summer here in the great Commonwealth of Virginia and wherever you are. Also, we'd like to thank our producer who's in studio with us, hardest working man in radio. Marvin Folks, also known as DJ Scandalous. You can hear him every day, Monday through Friday from 2 to 6 p.m. And also on the weekends, on Saturday and, yes, on Sunday. And as always, we're broadcasting from the campus of the best and the baddest, HBCU in the land, and the largest in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that's none other than the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation. Some of the greatest alumni, faculty, staff, administrators, and yes, one of the greatest leaders in Dr. J that we have in the country. And we thank you for your support because without you, we couldn't do what we do. And also, as you tune in to WNSB Hot 91, the Solar VA, continue to support the radio station that is on this great campus. Well, listen, for those of you that have been supporting us for the three years that we've been on air, uh, you know that we do an annual What's New in the Law series. So we have our legislative series that we uh, have every year uh, in June where we look at the primary elections and things that are new that are happening. And then July 1st, we know here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, the governor signed, the, the legislature passed laws during the legislative session in January and February, sometimes even in March with the longer special session. And then the governor signs those bills, they become law, and July 1st is when these laws go into effect. This is no different. Uh, this is the year in which Governor Yunkin uh, signed quite a few laws that went into effect. And what I want to do in this particular show, we're not going to go over all the laws, but we're going to take a few of, take a look at some of the laws that went into effect that I think that you should know about. So with that being the case, we want to take a look at uh, WRIC out of Richmond. Uh, according to their report, we saw where uh, starting here in July, Virginia, we have stricter restrictions um, on hemp-derived products, age ver verification rules for accessing adult websites, tougher penalties for swatting calls or what we call false calls to 911. And uh, we allow police chiefs to set curfews. We also see that there are bans on foreign adversaries from buying farmland, new blue light headlight, new blue headlight laws, and even laws where we see it affects the employment of persons with disabilities and employment for individuals that are looking for other protections. So, look, let's delve right into it and see what new laws we have on the books here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. 
let's first start with the cracking down on hemp products that end up getting users higher. So starting July 1st, which, of course, we know was yesterday, uh, we see where a top priority for the Yunkin administration, according to WRIC, was setting restrictions on intoxicating hemp-derived products. And this is an effort meant to stop the sale of synthetically made hemp products containing Delta-8 or THC. And, of course, we know that these are products that are sold in gas stations, smoke shops, and other businesses in Virginia without many regulations in place. Now, what this legislation does initially, it calls for limiting the total number of THC, which is the main uh, compound in cannabis that give users a certain high. And with these products, this proposed change allows uh, lawmakers to set the approval rate at what type of ratio uh, these products can have. Now, we find where this law is meant to protect um, not just the consumer, but it's also meant to protect children. Uh, many underage, uh, of course, hemp products are sold as, and they are, they're good for health purposes, according to, of course, you have to read the labels on these and, and talk with your doctor. Uh, but there are some negative effects with those that have a higher THC level. So this law is seen as a good law. Uh, that protects the consumer, but more specifically, it protects our children. In addition to that, we see where for employees, uh, there is a universal license recognition law. This new law makes it easier for workers that are licensed in other states to come to Virginia for work. Now, according to WRIC, this allows people that need licenses uh, or certificates of work, such as barbers, electricians, and many others to find jobs in Virginia using their out-of-state license if they have it for at least three years. And, of course, it's up to date. And the person was required to pass an exam to get the license and also other conditions. Now, many lawmakers who among Governor Yunkin, according to WRIC, said this would bolster Virginia's workforce and this bill passed unanimously. Again, another law that benefits the economy of Virginia also benefits workers here in Virginia. Uh, so if you're looking for opportunities to come to the state, you know, you've already been through the licensing process of another state to get your certification, to get your license as a barber, a cosmetologist, a skilled worker, electrician. Hey, come to Virginia. We're open for business. You can utilize that same licensing procedure uh, that license is up to date as long as you had it for three years and you can come to Virginia and you can work. So we see this as a as a win. Matter of fact, lawmakers across the board, Republicans, Democrats, independents and the governor's office. <laughs> Let me tell you, you rarely see this uh, take place. But this is a good law for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Also want to note for the university as it relates to education. Um, we'll talk about that bill that comes into effect for the university as well that passed unanimously. But first, I want to take a look at the online age verification law. Now, this law makes way for civil lawsuits against websites that, quote, knowingly or intentionally publishes or distributes on the Internet material harmful to minors, unquote, and that don't establish a way for age verification. Now, once this takes effect, which is which it took effect on July 1st, on yesterday. Websites that, 
I have adult material. We'll have to establish systems to verify users in Virginia that are at least 18 years old before they access the site's content. Now, this is similar to laws that have been uh, that have faced challenges in court, including the state of Utah and also the state of Louisiana. So we see where this law itself, though it takes effect, it has taken effect. We see there may be a challenge to this. So we'll pay close attention to that particular law. But again, another law that's meant to protect our children and individuals from harmful material on the website. Another law that's meant to protect our children is bullying and notifying parents about school bullying. Now, this law, according to WRIC, requires Virginia public school principals to inform parents or guardians if their child is involved in an alleged bullying incident within one day. Now, according to WRIC and the law itself, it says principals are currently required to notify parents of the, of the status of any investigation within five school days. Now, of course, as parents, I'm a parent. Many of the listeners, your parents, you, of course, want to know the moment that your child is involved in some type of incident or involved in something that may be harmful to you, to the child. Some administrators in, in schools, and especially teachers, saw this as another requirement that may add a burden upon them. But keep in mind that it was a five-day window of the status of an investigation, but now it lessens that window from five days to one day. Is this fair for principals? Is this fair for school administrators and teachers? And what if there is an incident that takes place and we're not sure if it's bullying or not? You know, these are all instances that we have to keep our eye open for. And of course, it's a, it's a good law in theory. And we know that we want our children, we want to know what our children are doing and things that are affecting them. But what will we see? How will this go into effect? How will it be applied? And what are some of the possibly problems or missteps that may come about? We'll continue to monitor this and see what happens. But again, a good law in theory, a good law for our children, for parents as, as we are. I'm a parent myself. But again, we'll see what happens and we'll continue to monitor this as well. Let's talk about safety. Many of you out there traveling across the roads and for, for this 4th of July weekend. Well, Virginia has a new law in effect called the Move Over Law Expansion. According to the law in WRIC, drivers will have to start moving over or slowing down when possible for vehicles on the side of a four-lane highway if they have their hazard lights on. Displaying caution signs are marked with the properly with lit signs or torches. And if not, of course, violators would face traffic infractions. Now, when this proposal was discussed in the Virginia Senate, one Republican raised concerns that the law would not be enforceable. However, according to WRIC, this expands the existing law, which already requires drivers to move over to reduce or reduce speed for emergency personnel vehicles, such as police cruisers, fire trucks, ambulances, and, and the like. So in this case, violators could face a reckless driving charge, which, is, of course, is a ticket. So just as you would move over if there was a policeman coming, ambulance, or pull over to the side or slow down, EMS is coming. This now tells us that we have to do the same for cars that are 
on the side of a highway. Now, of course, it says a four-lane highway. And four lanes basically is the interstate where we see two lanes, um, or highway itself, two lanes on one side and two lanes on the other. If you can, slow down. You see people broken down on the road. They're changing their tires and things of that nature. Um, slow down or move over uh, when possible and you can. Speaking of emergencies, a new law in effect is punishing false 911 calls. This new law, according to WRSC, will make swatting, which are calls, swatting calls, which are fake emergency calls made to police, fire departments, and other emergency personnel that lead to a response, a Class 1 misdemeanor in Virginia, which comes with up to one year in jail and a $2,500 fine. Now, according to WRIC, that's just for making the call. But if someone is seriously hurt during the emergency response, the violator could face a Class 6 felony or up to five years in prison. And if someone is killed because of the fake 911 call, the violator could be charged with a Class 5 felony and up to 10 years in prison. So for all of our individuals that want to make these false calls and think it's a good prank, don't do it. Do not do it because it can mean your freedom. Uh, And also you can get other people hurt. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville, and today we're doing our annual New Laws That Go Into Effect show. After the Virginia General Assembly passed laws and the governor signed them into law, we have new laws that go into effect every year here in the Commonwealth on July 1st. Today what we're doing, we're taking a look at the laws that I think are, are there, that we, that I think that we should know, and a little bit more about. There are many laws that have passed, but as we enjoy this 4th of July weekend, and we want you to remain safe and understand what laws are in effect. We also have laws that affect not only just our um, 911 calls and public safety, but also police order curfews. According to WRIC, the new law empowers local law enforcement chiefs to impose curfews up to 24 hours if there's an, quote, immediate threat of any civil commotion or disturbance in the nature of a riot, which constitutes a clear and present danger, unquote. Now, we know that during the time of the social movement of 2020, um, we saw during COVID the killing of murder of George Floyd and others, uh, Maude Arbery and others that were killed. There were many, many uh, peaceful protests that took place uh, and some, a few not so peaceful. And we believe that what this law does, it provides police chiefs the ability to call the curfew themselves uh, to protect the public. Uh, but, of course, interpretation, because it says that this gives um, the ability uh, for them to decide what constitutes uh, a clear and present danger. So once again, we're going to take a look at this and make sure that uh there's a lot of wide latitude, and there is a lot of wide latitude given to um, our police departments because they actually have a very important job in protecting our community. But just as citizens should be involved in ensuring that our uh, law enforcement or community or, or community protecting and community servants 
on other ends, this is also one itself. So make sure you engage your local police department, support them, support the police chiefs, and uh, make sure that you are engaged in the in what the decisions are and engaged in your community in order to make your community safer as well. But we'll continue to monitor that law itself. Also, tougher penalties for abducting a child went into law. According to WRIC, this law will bring harsher penalties for abducting a child in Virginia as a stranger, changing it from a Class 5 felony, up to 10 years in prison, to a Class 2 felony, which is up to life, but a minimum of 20-year prison sentence. So, again, this law is in effect to protect our children, uh, protect the minors in our community to ensure that uh, they are um, protected and with harsher penalties to those that perform uh, those, those bad acts in our society. Also, as it relates to prisons and prisoners, solitary confinement in Virginia. According to WRC, Virginia prisons will have to provide incarcerated people in solitary confinement at least four hours of, quote, out-of-cell programmatic interventions or other congregate activities per day, unquote, starting this July 1st. This approved bill was criticized for not going far enough, particularly according for his lack of a provision that would have limited solitary confinement in Virginia to 15 days max. So, again, advocates for the humane treatment of prisoners. We know that solitary confinement itself has been challenged many times at the U.S. Supreme Court. We know the effects of solitary confinement upon a human being. And what this does, it provides at least an opportunity for individuals uh, who are in solitary confinement to have some type of, of programs to where in an engagement to where they protect their sanity and also their mental health. As relates to voting, what did the Commonwealth do for voting? Now, according to WRSC, this new law, removing election administrators, allows a majority of the state board of elections and a local electoral board to remove a general registrar by signing a circuit court petition. Now, under current law, a local board may remove a registrar with a majority vote, but the state board can only petition a court for a registrar's removal after asking the local board to do so, and if the local board fails to do so. So what this does, it allows a majority of state board, state board of elections and local electoral boards to remove simply by signing a circuit court petition. Now, this law, it can be seen in two lines, like any law. It can be seen to help individuals, um, that individual localities that are experiencing adverse behavior by a um, general registrar um, and where they restrict access to the ballot box as opposed to increasing access to the ballot box. Or it could be seen as removing a general registrar who is seen to open up access to the ballot box as opposed to restricting. So we see that this law can have the effect uh, to help and also the effect to hurt. But again, like any law, it helps, it, it, it basically uh, puts it up on us to make sure we stay engaged to make sure that what we're doing is in the good of our community. 
as it relates to foreign adversaries in our foreign land, according to WRC, foreign adversaries such as China and Iran will be banned from buying new foreign land in Virginia after a Republican-led effort passed in February on, a bi- on bipartisan votes. Now, the upcoming ban applies to foreign governments or others that the U.S. Secretary of Commerce has determined to, quote, have engaged in a long-term pattern of serious instances of conduct significantly adverse to the national security of the United States or security and safety of United States persons. Now, again, we know that China is increasing their footprint across the world, and they're looking for land and looking for property to feed their people, also to have a state across the world. So what this does is says, wait a minute, you're an adversary of the United States. We don't want you to have the ability to own property here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So this goes to protect the interests of not only of the United States, but also the people of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Also, from a historical standpoint, Green Book Historical Sites was also signed into law. According to WRIC, this law permits historic site signs to be placed at locations listed in the, quote, Green Book, which black Americans use as a guide while traveling in segregated South and across the country during the Jim Crow era. Now we know that the guide, written and updated by Victor Hugo Green, provided a list of safe places to stay, eat and more, including hotels, guest houses, restaurants, and also service stations. And once again, this bill passed unanimously. Once again, we see where um, the legislature can't agree (laughs) on things where it doesn't have to go back and forth. and pass on partisan basis. But the entire legislature, Democrats, Republicans, and the governor agree that these sites should have a location um, marker, historical marker. And we know um, the Green Book, uh, the movie, uh, also highlighted this very important piece of our history. There are a couple other uh, bills that I think are very important that I want to cover in the last moments of our time here. And that's one as it relates to workers. Governor Yonkin signs a bill which amends the and, and ends the sub-minimum wage for disabled workers. In the Commonwealth of Virginia, anyone who is seen to be disabled uh, now is by law to be paid the same as someone who is not. Many times we've gone into various establishments and we know that uh, there's a large employer, Walmart, employs uh, persons that are seen to be disabled or challenged physically, maybe in one area of their life or, or, or the other. Well, these individuals uh, are able to be paid before this law. It's called a sub-minimum wage, which means they're being able to be paid below the minimum wage. But they're working. They're doing their job. They're in the public, whether they're greeting at the door, whether they're uh, moving baskets and buggies, whether they're whatever they're doing. They are being paid. I know McDonald's employs a lot of workers such as such as Walmart and things of that nature and other corporations. Well, now it is against the law to pay them a sub minimum wage. We have to pay them what they are worth. This bill also 
creates a more equitable society. An equitable society where if you work, you put in the work, you get the pay. There's no such thing as a disabled worker. There's simply just a worker. This is a bill uh, that Delegate Patrick Hope, a Democrat out of Arlington, champion. Uh, the original bill, House Bill 1924, eliminated use of the certificate and increased minimum hourly pay to 950 in July. This rate will continue to increase incrementally till 2027, uh, which it reached in Virginia minimum wage, uh, and it's meant to help help all of our workers here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, I want you to also know that the national average for workers being paid some minimum wage is $3.34 an hour, according to U.S. Commission on Civil Rights uh, 2020 report. $3.20, $3.34 an hour. Uh, the Senate Majority Leader Dick Sasslaw, Democrat out of Fairfax, said that I don't know anybody, how anybody could pay that and look themselves in the mirror. Uh, he said that's disgusting and there's no other way to describe it. So, again, Virginia doing the right thing. Also, uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, if you are wanting to go to Norfolk State or you want to go to Virginia State, a bill that passed unanimously here in the Commonwealth of Virginia is that if you're an out-of-state student, after 30 hours here, uh, you will be able to, and of course, uh, this is in different majors, but you'll be able to pay or have a reduced rate for out-of-state students. So this is something that we felt as an institution, something that we felt was needed uh, in order to help our students. And not just help our students, but make us more competitive with other states around us. We believe we have a great product. We believe that the Spartan Nation is a place of destination. We believe that students come here because not only because it's their only choice, but because it is their choice and their first choice. And it's become a place where we see the future in you. It's become a place where we equip you for leadership. It's, been, it's a place where you can discover who you are and leave a greater and better person in order to impact the world around you. And that's the beauty of laws. That's the beauty of policy. That's the beauty of what we do here, not just at this great institution, but across this great commonwealth. Passing common sense legislation to ensure that you are protected, to ensure that you are uplifted, to ensure that you are impa being impacted positively as you live, as you contribute, as you build up this great Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> well, listen, that is our annual What's New Laws that go into effect show here on Stay the Water. Once again, we want to wish you a phenomenal Independence Day here on the 4th of July weekend. Enjoy yourselves, enjoy all of the barbecue, enjoy family, but enjoy the fireworks, but continue to be safe, continue to adhere to the new laws and the old laws that are in effect, and continue to support this show on WNSB Hot 81 Sola VA. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Be great, God bless, and we'll see you next week.